Blog Talk Radio. Services at the hospital, 
and especially the people that clean up after them uh, with this COVID problem that we have, and wonderful people at the supermarket to keep our, our shelves stocked. Uh, tonight, uh, we have we want to dedicate the program uh, to people that have, that have a lot to do with our program. Bob Alexander has been a, a, a played football for me in a semi-pro in the uh, um, Arena 2 football league uh, for many years. And then he turned to, he was a primetime jock. He's also a, a fight referee and a fight announcer. Uh, Bob's been all over the world. Um, Bob is afflicted with some parasite. They have no idea what it is. Uh, he's, he's not doing very well. And they're finally going to take him into Mayo Clinic on Wednesday. There is a uh, there is a GoFundMe account set up for Bob and his family. Uh, he hasn't been able to do much since he he got sick. So if anybody could help out, that'd be great. If you can't help out, please keep him in your prayers and your thoughts. Another person that's very influential in our programming is Bernard Fernandez, the writer uh, from Philadelphia uh, Inquirer for many many years in the Daily News. He's also the, the president of the Boxing Writers Association, as well as a, a well-known author. Uh, he had some surgery back in June, and now he has to go back again for more surgery in January. So if you keep him, good thought for him. And last but not least is Mrs. Burnett uh, Parquet, uh, the mother of both Ty uh, and Zito. Um, they, she had a, a serious operation on Thursday, and I was, was told that she's doing well, but uh, I haven't heard from Ty or Zito today, but they'll be on later on today. The uh, program also, uh, Boxing World has lost a, a major, major uh, contributor. That's uh, Judge, Judge uh, <coughs> excuse me, Judge Miles Lane. Miles was a... Uh, a boxer in college, uh, very, very good boxer, just missed the uh, Olympic uh, trials in 1960. He uh, then, after, after college, went into the Marines, and he fought for the 5th Marine Division uh, all through his term in the, uh, in the Marines. When he came out, he went to law school, and he was uh, when he got out of, out of law school, he was appointed as a an assistant district attorney in Clark County, uh, Nevada. Uh, he later ran and was elected to the uh, district attorney's office and then was um, elected to the uh, county judge seat. Uh, in the meantime, uh, he was one of the finest judges uh, of uh, any any uh, boxing match that I've seen since the 60s. Um, Miles had many, many big fights uh, and his uh, his moniker uh, before he the, he would let the fighters go was uh, let's keep it clean, and uh, let's, let's have a good fight. So uh, unfortunately, he succumbed to a stroke in 2002, and then he passed away on Tuesday, on Friday. So and we sent our best wishes out to the Lane family. Uh, now let's uh, start out with some some good news. Caden, what do you got for us? I mean, it was a big, big, big weekend last weekend in MMA, and it's definitely a big weekend this one. 
Last one, we had the uh, the uh, UFC fight night, Thompson versus Holland, headlined by Stephen Thompson versus Kevin Holland. And let me tell you, what a fight. You know, you know last couple of fights has not really been going uh, Stephen Thompson's way. A lot of people were kind of counting him out in this fight, you know, with the up-and-coming uh, Kevin Holland, you know, on a roll. And, um, you know, Stephen Thompson's luck has kind of been looking down for him for the past couple of fights. And for him to come out in this fight and really put on a striking, you know, a, a strike show and land almost all of his shots and, you know, start getting in with the karate, start doing spinning wheel kicks, do the stuff that we used to see young prime Stephen Thompson doing, you know, that he hasn't been doing in the, in the last couple of fights. It was really good and really refreshing to see him, you know, look like himself again. But uh, mm. he was, you know, he was definitely he was winning the fight and dominating the fight the entire time. But then when once he uh, faced, and then I think it was the the third round, or the third of the fourth round, Kevin Holland breaks his hand off of a spinning wheel, blocking a spinning wheel kick, and he uh, mm. fights the rest of the fights the rest of the round and ends up, you know, the corner ends up throwing in the towel. But it was, it was a lot of other good fights on that on that on that uh, that card as well, especially with the you know the Tatsubasa versus Sergi uh, pa- Pavlovich. I don't, I don't I don't know how to say his name, but uh, hmm. I, there's definitely a new dominant force in the heavyweight division. Someone I think that can really rival you know the big names like Cyril Gaon, Francis Ngannou. When John Jones comes back, let's we'll see how good he is. Um, but Sergi comes out there and beats one of the best heavyweights in the world. He's a guy. Ty, Ty almost put he almost put Ciro Gon to sleep last time they fought. And I don't think this fight was originally scheduled for this card because it's just too good to be true, you know, to to, to mm-hmm. be on a fight night and headline it. But um, you know, mm-hmm. everyone knows Ty, Bam Bam, Ty Tuivasa to come out there and knock people out. And he does take some hits, you know, but he is, he is, you know, he's a very good striker. He puts together his, he, he finds, he finds his strikes. He makes ways for people to drop their guard down. He finds those big strikes. He's usually the dominant force, but in this one, he got knocked out in 50 seconds. I was there with my brothers. We were watching the fight. We were all rooting for Ty. Comes out there, gets hit with one punch, and he's already wobbling. And Wow. Uh, just takes advantage of it and takes him takes him to the ground, starts beating him up, and the ref calls it after after 50 seconds. It was it was actually pretty crazy. I've I, I've never heard of this guy before this before this fight, mm-hmm. and for him to come out really put on a crazy show like that was was pretty mm-hmm. amazing. I I think he I think he can be a, definitely a future champ in, in, in the uh, in the the really near really near near future. Okay, Bob. What's your thoughts on it? Well, as you know, I didn't get to uh, see anything last week. I was preoccupied with family issues, so uh, I was just enjoying what Caden had to say. How about the uh, the Thompson fight? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see on? either one of them. Okay. No, I. Okay. Yeah, I apologize. Okay. Caden, what do you think about uh, uh, Roman Dolich? Uh, KO and uh, Jack uh, Emerson, Hermanson. Yeah, Hermanson. Uh, I mean, Jack Hermanson. He's 
Yeah, he's he's so on and off in his career. You know, I see him go out there, and he he's never really one to to go out there and be a very dominant fighter and take control of a fight, and you know, hundred percent of the time and get first round finishes. He's always just the kind of guy that that does enough to get by. Fight, he really got the fight ticking to him, and uh, mm-hmm. he has. He's also kind of a fighter that's been on a little bit of a a cold streak lately. And to see him lose mm-hmm. to an up and coming fighter like um like like Roman uh I'm not gonna I don't know I don't know how to say his last name but um but to see him lose like that totally. it was it was pretty crazy and um and that guy definitely is is, is definitely gonna get a, a spot in the, in the near future with a very um hopefully a higher ranked individual but um in preliminary mm-hmm. cards. I thought they were. I thought it was great. I think this was one of the best UFC fight nights we've seen all year, maybe even last year as well. I think this is the best UFC fight night I've ever watched personally. Um, mm-hmm. But Michael Johnson fought the preliminary, and I think this was this was definitely his best fight in the last, you know, probably year or two years. And mm-hmm. you know, Mark Tukasi, who he was fighting, is he's you know people know Mark Tukasi. He's he's not really a joke. He knocks people out. He'll he'll get you out of there pretty quickly. And he really mm-hmm. did not phase Michael Johnson at all. Michael Johnson came out from round one to round three with the exact same amount of ferocity, the exact same amount of energy, exact same amount of stamina, you know. And he also put on a great, a great amount of striking. And and to see him mm-hmm. do that well was actually it was really fun to watch because you know Michael Johnson is is one of my favorite fighters. And to come out there and put that 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 type of performance on it was. It was uh, pretty mm-hmm. exciting. Okay. Hey, Tony, what do you think about uh, Tiafimo Lopez uh, and Sandra Martin tonight? It's going to be a good fight. I think um, as Tio brings his game, he's got, uh, he'll probably take it, but it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I'm, I was mm-hmm. just looking at that, as a matter of fact, online with uh, Martin and reading a bit on him, and uh, he seems like he's got a little bit of the eye of the tiger, so T.O.'s got to be on his game tonight. He can't be playing around. Yeah, Martin said, you know, shooting his mouth off, of course, uh, before the fight that uh, T.O. better bring his best game because I'm going to knock him on his ass. That was his words. Um, I, then, uh, it could happen. Of, yeah. yeah. A couple of the uh, fighters got on. Uh, one of the blogs and said that uh, they expect uh, who was it? Harney said that they expect uh, um, Lopez to go down uh, tonight to Martin. So it should be a it should be a good good a good battle tonight. Of course, uh, just... we have the uh, the guy who's always been a uh, we try to get in, in this program as many, many times as we can to honor my son. His, uh, his favorite fighter, Manny Pacquiao, is fighting tonight in an exhibition fight with DKU. Thanks. What's your thoughts on that one? Oh, who's he fighting who's against? against? I saw the name. The guy by the name of TKU. TK, I, sorry, I don't DKU. know a whole lot about the guy, the other guy, but, I mean, I don't see Manny Pacquiao losing any type of uh, uh, exhibition fight at all. It's not going to be like the Jake Paul era of exhibition stuff. I mean, you know, I, I think he'll uh, he'll win hands down. He's mm-hmm. still got it in him. I mean, he's he's the man. 
guys, uh, we're joined by uh, by uh, Ty uh, Parquet. Uh, Ty, first of all, we just uh, dedicated the program to your mom. Give us an update oh, on her. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. She's she's doing well. She uh, had surgery yesterday. Uh, everything went well, and she's recovering. Um, hopefully, she'll be out the hospital uh, this week and uh, and on the road to recovery. But thank you for asking. I thank you all for your prayers. Good. Uh, I hope you got uh, – I left you a, a voicemail earlier. Just uh, if you listen to that, just let me know what it is, and uh, we'll take care of it. Uh, I appreciate it, sir. Uh, let me ask you now what, what you think about uh, Tiafimo Lopez and uh, uh, Sandra Martin's fight tonight. So, Sandra Martin, his last fight, if, if – if, I don't know who remembers this or, you know, the fight that he's notable for is he upset Mikey Garcia. And, you know, Mikey Garcia has been a formidable competitor. Uh, but the fact of the matter is Mikey Garcia has never been effective above 140, 135. Sanders a natural 140-pound fighter. Um, and what he was able to do with Mikey Garcia is, he's, you know, he, he has good range for the, uh, for the weight, you know, good distance. And he moves well. He moves well. He's a good counterpuncher. He was able to frustrate Mikey Garcia. Mikey Garcia, at this point in his career, honestly, it was a part-time fighter. Um, Teofimo mm-hmm. Lopez is a different animal. By no means is he as technically or fundamentally sound as a Mikey Garcia, but what he is is younger, fresher, hungrier, faster, and bigger, and more athletic. And what I anticipate is Sandra Martin – uh, frustrating him occasionally, but that's about it. I think Tiafimo is eventually going to get to him and potentially uh, a, a ladder round stoppage. The problem with Sandra Martin is even though he's, he's skillful, he still can be hit, and he's severely outgunned, right? He's not a big puncher at all. So whereas Mikey Garcia is a naturally smaller fighter, he felt more comfortable being able to stand in there occasionally, occasionally, and throw combinations against Teofimo Lopez, who has a much faster fastball at this point in his career. It's going to be difficult mm-hmm. for Sandra Martin to stand in there and to be able to score the way he wants to. The only way he wins is if he frustrates Teofimo enough to where Teofimo starts fighting emotionally like he did against George Cambosis, and that cost him the fight. That was one of the poorest IQ fights I've ever seen. If he does that against Sandra Martin, he could lose, but I don't anticipate that. I expect a late stoppage by Tiafimo. Okay. <clears throat> uh, Tony, what do you think about uh, last week's fight with uh, uh, Estrada uh, edging out uh, Chuck Alito? El Gallo! Nah, you got him! <laughs> That's my guy. I got it to see like, a little bit of it after the fact. I mean, I had some stuff going on last weekend, but uh, and I had to do a double take to see if it was Chakrotito that was actually doing what I thought he was doing, but uh, and it appeared that that was the case. So I actually I was very impressed. I thought Chakrotito, I mean, back years, few years back, it's all that you ever heard out of the HBO guys was Chocolatito this, Chocolatito that, you know, in, in his division just beating everybody up, and and he just kind of disappeared. He was just kind of gone. 
Now what I saw was like a bigger version of him just whooping some ass and and honestly, uh, I was impressed. I was like, I've never really been a big Chocolatito fan, but I kind of enjoyed watching the highlights of what I saw the other night. Okay, what do you think, Ty? Well, everyone, you know, like 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 he said, right? HBO was pushing Chocolatito hard, but I've always been a, a Juan Estrada guy. Um, Juan Estrada fought Chocolatito at his peak, and Juan Estrada was like 23 years old, and he gave Chocolatito his toughest fight. They had the rematch 10 years later, which was just a couple of years ago, and Estrada got the decision. But most people, including myself, and again, I, I like Estrada. I'm an Estrada guy. Most people thought Chocolatito when he deserved the decision. Um, however, Estrada got the decision, thus they had the trilogy. Estrada got off to a hot start. Chocolatito rally, Estrada won a 12th round and thus was able to win the fight by a majority decision. I thought it was a fair decision. Estrada, I thought, won the fight seven rounds to five, and that was what the majority of ringside observers felt, that Estrada won the fight seven to five. So um, he actually you know, walks away with the two-to-one trilogy victory, uh, although, again, most people thought Chocolatito won a second fight. With that said, Chocolatito's 35. 35 at 115 is not 35 at heavyweight. And in that fight, I saw it it was very reminiscent of Triple G's fight with uh, Canelo, his last fight with Canelo. You see an older guy, right? You know, the Triple G's 40, but he's a middleweight. Canelo, uh, Chocolatito's 35 fighting at 115. But with both of those guys, it took them six rounds to get their engine going. By the time they got in the fight, they needed to win every single round to win the fight because it just took uh-huh. those guys so long to warm into the fight. And uh-huh. with that being said, what you see is the decline in a Triple G and a Chocolatito. And it's funny that I saw the same thing in both guys because, you know, Tony mentioned how Chocolatito was being pushed hard, and he was being pushed very hard by HBO he was pushed hard on the undercards of Triple G fights. That's how he was being pushed. Mm-hmm. Triple G would fight, and Roman Gonzalez, Chocolatito was a co-feature. But they both are, you know, they're both pressure fighters. Chocolatito is better defensively and uh, doesn't punch as hard, uh, but is more high volume. But what you see in both guys, though, is that against an elite, comp, you know, elite competition, Canelo's elite, Juan Estrada's elite, both guys, for the you know majority of their careers have occupied the top ten pound for pound against elite guys, they have a hard time getting that engine warmed up and getting into into the fight. So at this point in their careers, they're going to beat most guys, but they're not going to beat the guy, and that's where Chocolatito's at. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey Bob, what do you think about? Uh... What's what's this thing with with uh, James Rouse or Kraus, uh banned from uh, UFC? Do you have any idea on that? No, I haven't seen anything, heard anything about him. Okay. It's it, it was because of uh, you. It was because of fixing fights. It what happened? What? Yeah, it, this gentleman named Minner. I forget his first name. I think it's Allen, right? He was in a fight that he was expected to win. He lost. But what happened was, like, right at the last minute, a 
bunch of money came in on the underdog, like an absurdly amount of money came in on the underdog, like right before the fight. And then shortly after the fight, they found out that Sky Minner was injured. And um, so that brought a big investigation uh, up regarding fight fixing. And, and, you know, fight fixing, dude, Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame. He gambled on baseball, (laughs) thus he is not, right? And the reason why he's not in the Hall of Fame because he gambled on baseball is because if you gamble on baseball, you're a manager, it has the optics of fixing a game. This is not somebody – this is not like James Krause was gambling, right? It was his fighter Mm -hmm. losing a fight that most people thought he should want. He should have won. He was the heavy favorite in. All the money came in on the underdog right before the fight. So, uh, yeah, that's what's going on with that. Hmm. Hey, Bob. I saw a little uh, something about Dana White, you know, with the fight section, but that was it. Well, what, what, what really sucks, right, is also anybody affiliated, any, anybody who, who fights under Kraus is banned ah. from participating in the octagon. James Kraus is oh. the number one guy. Is Brandon Marino, right? Brandon Marino, right. the guy, you know, him and Devin Sifigura. So the deal is, and the question is, what is Brandon Marino going to do, right? He's probably going to have to leave and go to another camp. Uh, but he is right. Krause's biggest guy. And if if he's if you're affiliated with Krause, uh, Dana White has banned you from, you know, participating in the UFC at the moment. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. Bob, Bob what do you think about the uh... – this Caramacho uh, tapping out Juliana Vesquez. Yeah, I, I haven't seen anything in the last week. I was on, yeah, I, I was on the road, buddy. I'm sorry. That was okay. a Bellator fight that happened. Yeah, that was a Bellator yeah. fight. That was a rematch. Uh, Juliana Bar- Vasquez had actually uh, dethroned the longtime reigning Bellator champion, Eliana. I forget how, McFarland. I forget her whole name. Anyway, she so was the, the new champion. So, so no, yeah, Velasquez yeah. had dethroned the, the longtime reigning tramp, champion, uh, Ileana McFarland. And uh, so it was her first defense against former UFC fighter Liz Carmouche. Uh, the fight was, was, was close. Velasquez had a slight edge, right? Then Carmouche hurt her, and um, the referee stopped the fight. Everyone thought it was a premature stoppage. The rematch last night. Liz Carmouche left no doubts, tapped her out with the arm bar. Uh, Carmouche says, I heard the arm pop, so there's no reason she could complain now. So uh, that's what happened, <laughs> Liz Carmouche. Uh, yeah, so Liz Carmouche was a long and, – and, Bob, you know, Liz Carmouche has been around since the strike force stage, dude. You know what yeah, I mean? She fought in strike force. She fought for, yeah, she fought for a title. She lost in strike force for the title. She goes to the UFC. She eventually fights for a title. She loses. She goes to Bellator. She puts together a four-fight win streak – Fights for the title, controversial win, and she left no doubts last night. Nice, nice. Hey, Tony, what do you think about uh, Chris uh, Eubank uh, and Liam Smith coming up on uh, January 21st? You said Eubank and who? Um, Liam Smith. I'm not real familiar with Smith. I haven't really kept the back. Eubank, I like Eubank. He's a great fighter. Um, I think 
and if I'm not mistaken, I think he's got a couple brothers fighting too, I believe. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I, I expect you big to pull it off. Okay. Uh, hey, hey, uh, Ty, what do you think about uh, uh, Tank Davis and uh, Hector uh, Garcia on January 7th? Tank Davis should beat Hector Garcia if he's not looking ahead to the already signed fight with Ryan Garcia. In regards to Eubank, Liam Smith, very difficult fight for Chris Eubank. Like Tony, I'm a huge Eubank fan. Um, the last people remember, Liam Smith is a very good fighter, right? But the last thing people remember of him is him shitting the bed against Canelo uh, when Canelo moved up to 168 for his first fight and took his title. Uh, Liam Smith's the guy he fought before he fought uh, Billy Joe Saunders. Um, and Liam Smith, who's a long guy with power, uh, absolutely did nothing against Canelo except get his arm punched on. And then after the fight, he said, you know, Canelo broke his fibula or something. Um, since then, he, uh, you know, has gotten a couple wins. This is a good fight for Eubank, kind of like Tony. I think Eubank should win. Again, Tank Garcia should be a clear and will be a notable favorite against Hector. But if he is looking ahead to Ryan Garcia, who he fights, who he already has a fight signed for like in April. He's looking ahead to that fight. Then Garcia could mm-hmm. upset the apple tree. Uh, don't expect him to because, you know, power is a great equalizer, right? So Tank Davis could, you know, could come out and, and be looking ahead and still land that kill shot. But if he's focused, he, you know, he beats Hector. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I 100% right. agree with you, Ty. Hey, uh, Caden, what do you think about uh, uh, Patty uh, Pemberton predicting he's going to be the UFC uh, champion this, this year? Uh, Pemberton? Pimlet? Oh, Pemberton. Yeah, Um if he, if he really wants to become a champion, I would suggest mm-hmm. him, you know, fight some actual competition. You know, fight, fight a, a ranked fighter. That's hardcore. Uh, <laughs> I mean... He, if you look at, he's not to me. He's not proven. I can't say he's a good fighter just yet because he hasn't fought a good fighter. To be a good fighter, you have to beat a good fighter, and he's mm-hmm. just beaten. He, he's beaten, you know, one off one, you know, guys he's never heard of, but like like the guy he's fighting tonight. Um, if if he really wants to 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 start his to start his title reign and to start you know, his his uh, conquest to the top, I think it really starts mm-hmm. with Ia Tupuria or Bryce Mitchell. I say whoever mm-hmm. wins Ia Tupuria versus Bryce Mitchell, that's who Patty Pimblett should fight. And, you know, if, if that really is his plan to be a champion by by the end of this year. You know, it was the same thing with, with Sugar Sean. You know, before before Sugar Sean fought O'Malley and uh, and Pedro Munoz, he was fighting no ones. He was fighting no names. But I, I saw a lot more potential in Sean than I do in Patty Pimblett. You know, cause I, I think Patty Pimblett has been close to, like, he's, I, I, I've, I've seen a couple of his fights, and most of the fights that I've seen, he's been very close to, you know, he's gotten stumbled. I've seen him get rocked. I've seen him, you know, leave his head somewhere. You know, not be def- not be defensively responsible for where- for his striking. 
And, you know, when he does that against a good fighter, a fighter who knows how to strike, mm-hmm. like Ia Tupriya, Ia Tupriya is going to knock him out. And mm-hmm. I, I give a lot of credit. I give a lot of credit to Patty for his ground game. A lot of people don't really realize how good Patty Pimblett's ground game is. And if he would showcase that more, I feel like he'd be a lot more of a, you know, a really, a really well-rounded fighter if he would go out there. And I think he, I think he could submit a lot more people than knock them out. I think he submit mm-hmm. a lot more people than TKO them. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and to really prove himself to be, you know, the best of the best, you can be a champion in, 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 what is it, Cage Warriors? Because I'm pretty sure he was a champion right. in Cage Warriors. You can be a champion in Cage Warriors. That doesn't mean that you're going to be a good fighter in the UFC. This is the best of the best competition. You know, people are here for a reason. And um, mm-hmm. there's a reason why people, you know, they, they practice their entire life just to get to the UFC. And some good fighters that fought in other promotions, they fight in the UFC and they're, they're mediocre. Some of them are bad. And, um, you know, we, we don't really know, uh, at least I don't know, Patty Pimble. I can't be certain about Patty Pimble's future potential when he hasn't really fought anybody worth talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, everything Kane said is like 100% absolutely correct, right? Like Patty Pimblett and Patty Pimblett is fighting Jared Flash Gordon tonight, and Jared Flash Gordon's ranked 15th, and everyone's talking about this is a step up for Patty Pimblett. So, you know, to, to be – to be completely in accord with Caden, to talk about fighting for a title when you're just now fighting the 15th ranked guy, and this is a major step up for you. And mm-hmm. uh, to also be in accord with Caden, he's right. I think Patty Pimblett to me hasn't looked quite as impressive as Sean O'Malley. Patty Pimblett's undefeated. Sean O'Malley took some losses, right? He took a lo- the loss to Cheeto Vera. Sean O'Malley's mm-hmm. vulnerability was his durability, not being able to take a punch. But the fact that, you know, in a couple fights, he got hurt. He fought Andre Sukatath and also got hurt. But Sukatath, for whatever reason, fought the wrong fight in, in O'Malley won. So it's not the first time he hurt his leg, right? So his biggest vulnerability was that it looked like if he kicked his leg, he would hurt his leg. That was his vulnerability. Pimblett is 3-0 and in the UFC with three stoppages. But in all three fights, he's been rocked by punches. He's been mm-hmm. rocked by punches against unranked guys. He's had to literally, and I give him credit, he's had to dig deep and come back and overwhelm those guys. So Caden is absolutely right. He showed significant to me, and and to Caden obviously, right, significantly more vulnerability than than, um, than, than, than Sean O'Malley, uh, even though he talks just as much trash. Um, And, again, Sean O'Malley, you know, a few fights in at Cheeto Vera, so this is his biggest step up against the number 15th guy. If he beats this guy, then, you know, let's see how he does against top 10 competition if his mouth keeps flapping. His biggest issue right now is I think Kane knows this too. Patty Pimblett blows up huge between fights. Ricky Hatton big between fights. Like he gets to as big as 198 to 200 pounds between fights. You can do that when you're young, but you pay a price. You pay a price for being undisciplined. So I, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in complete agreement with Caden on uh, Patty Pimblett and what he has to prove. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. I mean, what, what Caden said, 
when, well, when Caden said that, you know, you could be a champion in another uh, another division and you come in the UFC and get spit out, makes it, it, just, it was a walk down memory lane for me, really. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> so, um, but uh, yeah, Pimblet, pretty much the same thing. He's got to prove himself. Top 15 is not going to prove himself. Uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll see what he does. But tonight will be a good card for the main event reasons. Yeah, I mean, so I feel like his weight the, the is very unhealthy. I mean, you can't what do you be think doing about it. Go ahead, Caden. I mean, we'll talk to you. Um, who is uh, Valentina Shevchenko fighting? Who do you think she's going to go? Where do you think she's going to go next? Who's her next um, opponent? Who's her next opponent? I, you know. I, I really want to see her fight Amanda Nunez, and then after that fight, I, I want I want to see you know if Amanda Nunez wins that fight, I want to see Amanda Nunez retire. But um, I, I would really like to see her fight Amanda Nunez, and then and see how that fight go out because there's a lot. It's a toss up. It, it really is a toss up to see who's the best fighter, the female fighter on the planet right now, whether it's Amanda Nunez or Valentina Fidesco. Because I feel like they're very neck and neck, and um, a lot of people don't give these women, these women fighters credit. But uh, if, if you really dive into that, into those divisions, you find a lot of talent, you know, in in Valentina Shevchenko and uh, Amanda Nunez. And um, mm-hmm. if if they were to fight each other, I think that would be, um, I think that would be you know, I, one of the best female fights ever. I mean, that would be a very good fight. Mm-hmm. There are only two fights for Valentina Shevchenko, and that is, like Katie said, Amanda Nunes. The other fight is, and please forgive me, I forget the gal she fought last, but her last fight was a split decision. And a lot of people thought she lost the fight. The girl had her in a position for a rare naked choke. You guys remember that fight? I forget the young lady's name, but it was a very close fight. A lot of people thought Valentina lost. So outside of a rematch with her, and, I, again, I, I apologize for forgetting her name. The only other fight is Amanda Nunes. Um, but the thing is, right, who does Amanda fight? There are no top competitors. That she, so, for Amanda, the only fight really would be maybe a trilogy with Julia Pena or Valentina. And for Valentina, it's only a rematch with the girl who took her life and death or Amanda. So, yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. Terrence Crawford tonight with uh, David Avanesian. Avanesian. Avanesian, yes. Yeah, what's, what's your thoughts on that one, Ty? Oh, Terrence Crawford's going to beat his ass. I mean, it's going to take a little bit. Terrence Crawford <laughs> typically starts slow. Um, and Avenesian, make no mistake, Avenesian is a good fighter, and mm-hmm. he's knocked out like his last six opponents. He's been fighting over in Europe, but he's fought some 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 quality guys, and he's taken a fight as underdogs, right? He's fought quality guys as underdogs and knocked them out. Again, he's fought quality guys. Terrence Crawford's what we call an elite guy, and Avenesian. You know, since essentially a tailor made for Terrence Crawford. Everyone talks about mm-hmm. one fight 
where Terrence Crawford looked like he got knocked down. He actually got knocked down. The ref didn't call him knockdown. That was against Mean Machine. Uh, Terrence Crawford eventually broke Mean Machine down, stopped him in the night. Mean Machine stopped Avenician in the sixth. So Avenician mm-hmm. is Mean Machine level, not even quite. Terrence Crawford typically fights, you know, uses these guys for cannon fire. So the only question, right? He's 35 years old, been out of the ring for a year. Avenician's hot. This is his second fight this year. So he's, mm-hmm. you know, he's, he has no rust. And, he, you know, he's, mm-hmm. he's, at a, he's fighting at a career best. That's the only question. Mm-hmm. The fact of the matter is, once Terrence Crawford adjusts after the second or third round, it's just a matter of when Avenician goes to sleep, sir. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I like Avenician. Go ahead. Go ahead. Tony, what do you think of uh, the fight? Well, before I answer that question, I just want to ask Ty one question. Ty, is it he's going to beat his ass or is it going to be his ass? <laughs> he's going to beat his ass. <laughs> I 100% agree with Ty. He's going to beat his ass. But you know what the thing is? <laughs> That is a that is the I don't like to use the gay term, but that, this fight this shouldn't even happen. This fight should be Terrence Crawford versus Errol Spence, and I don't know there what is. happened. I don't there know what is. happened, but we could go down this road, and we could go down this fight tonight, and we could go down uh, Errol fighting our boy up here in St. Pete if that goes down. But we're all sitting back waiting for that fight of Terrence Crawford and Daryl Smith. Mm-hmm. Since, uh, so hey, let's sit uh, back tonight and watch the right boy back. get his ass beat, and then we'll go from there. <laughs> if Avenisian right, was fighting anybody outside of Terrence Crawford or Earl Spence, I'd be like, oh, you know, he's, he, if he were fighting Keith Thurman, right, I'd be like, you know what, Avenisian is, you know, Keith Thurman should beat Avenisian, but it's going to be a pretty good fight. Absolutely. Right now against Terrence, yeah. Right now against Terrence Crawford or Errol Spence, no. Avenician is just not. He's not that level, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Okay. No. We sit back. We... Go ahead. Which one? Tony. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just gonna say. I'd say again. We just sit back and get through all the the clutter. Get through all the little. EDG type fights and then get to the big dogs because that's all that's what we're all waiting for and I don't know why it didn't take place this time but it was supposed he's to happen. Right. He's right. Uh, he's right. Al Heyman, are you listening? Tony. Pitt. Yeah, he, I hope he is. <laughs> right, Oscar De La Hoya, hope you're listening too, sir. How about uh, um, David Benavides against Caleb Plant? What's your thoughts on that one, Dave? Oh. Oh and I I oh. now now I'm in trouble because I told you I wasn't a big Caleb Plant guy until this last fight when I saw what he did I'm like hell yeah I'm on Caleb Plant so I just uh, he's he's the man <laughs> but but if he gets oh my god after watching him the last couple times I'm almost scared to even watch that fight because I love them both so much I don't want anybody to lose. But I have mm-hmm. to, I got to lean, and this is hard for me to do and say, but I 
I got to lean towards Benavidez on this one just a, a tiny bit, and only because Caleb I Caleb doesn't have that perfect record. That's the only reason I'm going with it. I don't think that uh, I think Benavidez is going to just. Hey, let's put it this way: if there's a knockout, it's going to be Benavidez knocking out Caleb. That's the way I feel about it. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it'll be a knockout. I think it'll go 12, and I think Benavidez will win the fight. Mm-hmm. Good. Ty? You know, it's funny, right? If you take the letters of the name Tony and you omit the O and N, you have Ty. Because we agree 100% on that one. <laughs> Hell yeah. Me. We agree 100% <laughs> on this one. David, uh, David Plant, right? They they call him Sweet Hands, and I absolutely agree. He has sweet hands. He has sweet skills. David Benavidez, though. Too much physicality, too much length. He's the bigger guy. Um, and when he's dialed in, man, he, he's, he's, he fights downhill. And uh, I, I agree with, with – I 100% agree with Tony, right? If it's a knockout, it's Benavidez. Don't know if it's going to be a knockout, but I do right now like Benavidez by clear but competitive decision. Yep. Mm-hmm. Cool. Right. Uh, Love Ty, you, man. Uh, Demetrius Andrade and uh, uh, Desmond uh, Nicholson. Sorry. So, Andrade should beat Nichols, right? Nichols is a trial horse. Uh, but a few years ago, uh, Fighting Words provided Zito and I some tickets for the Desmond Nichols Jesse Hart fight, and mm-hmm. Jesse Hart Jesse Hart went life and death with Desmond Nichols. He was winning pretty cleanly. Then Nichols hurt him, floored him, and Jesse Hart basically kind of ran and held for dear life for the last two and a half rounds or so. With that being said, mm-hmm. Demetrius Andre is a much more skilled fighter than Desmond Nichols. He has significant attribute advantages. He's a lot taller, a lot longer. Desmond Nichols is a short, stocky guy. He's built like a muscular thumb. Um, so Andrade hasn't fought in a while. So that's always that's always an issue when you're fighting a puncher. But with that said, you know Desmond uh, Nichols for him is a get-right fight, get the rust-off fight. He should beat Desmond Nichols and eventually, hopefully, fight someone that we've all heard of. Mm-hmm. Okay. The um, you know the other thing is I noticed that uh, they're saying uh, that the Fury and Music's fight should be signed within the next week. Um, that's something. That's one I, I'm waiting to see. Uh, what's your thoughts on it, Tony? Oh, I, uh, I don't even know where to start out. The, the overall outcome will probably be Tyson Fury winning it. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to say that Usyk might have a chance on pulling a Deontay Wire, uh, Wilder on him and knocking him clean into the, the mat. Mm-hmm. I think it's possible. I I tell you what, the little showdown that they had the other day, I don't know if you saw it, where they went face-to-face. And I saw that mm-hmm. smirk on Usyk. I know a lot of it was, was show. But you could tell he wants that bad, and I think he could take it. I think he's the guy who could do it. I don't know if he will, 
but I think he's got a very good chance of maybe finishing him off for the first time. That was something that Deontic didn't do. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to lean on Usyk a little bit, but I still think Tyson will probably pull it off. Somehow he manages to always slip through the cracks, but I'm going to be sliding mm-hmm. to Usyk on this one. What do you think, Ty? You know, I'm, I'm, I, I respect and love all boxers, but I've never made any bones, and I've always been transparent, that Usyk is my large Ukrainian son. That is my guy. <laughs> With that being said, um, I, I, I don't favor him against Tyson Fury. Uh, I, I think he can give Tyson Fury trouble in spots, but because of Tyson Fury's length, his height, um, and his skills, his skill set, I think Usyk is going to have a very hard time consistently scoring without putting himself in significant danger. So though I think he's capable of troubling Tyson Fury, I do think the physical attributes um, are going to be a little too much to overcome. And I hate saying mm-hmm. that because, again, large Ukrainian son. That's my guy, Usyk. But <laughs> that's I think I if think he gets – if he gets on the inside, if he could get inside even just for seconds and get that one shot, it's over. I think he could take him down. But he's got to, well, it's going to be tough. Usyk throughout his career has never been a big one-punch guy, right? He usually, you know, gets a stoppage. His stoppage is by accumulation. He's only stopped one guy in his three, four heavyweight fights, right? Four or five heavyweight fights. He's only stopped one guy. Chaz Witherspoon, who's out of shape, came in late. So, you know, Tyson Fury's a big guy. A guy who took a one-punch shot from Deontay Wilder more than likely is going to be able to handle a one-punch shot from Usyk. However, I do agree with you. If Usyk can get inside and let his hands go and turn Tyson, he could trouble Tyson. The problem is, though, and, and, and a big problem, and it comes down to something Zito said last week. It really comes down to the ref, too, right? Because when you do get inside on Tyson Fury like Derek Chisura did occasionally, Tyson Fury grabs and leans and puts all that weight on you. And if the yeah. ref is not quick to break, then it doesn't really get – so that's kind of the issue. Usyk, to me, has a hard time scoring from outside because of the range. He can step in and let his punches go, but before – he really be, is able to rip off. Tyson Fury grabs you. So, uh, I, 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 Tony, again, omit the O-N. I, I'm, I, would, I, really, I really want what you say to come true, uh, but I, I just I, – I personally don't see it, although I hope it. Well, I, I'm right there on the fence, like I say, and it's probably going to Tyson, but I, I still got a little belief that Usyk could do it. And I'm hoping he does. I like Tyson, though, don't get me wrong, but I think it's just I'd like to see Usyk do it. Okay. Uh, I guess the last one here I got is uh, David Haney and uh, Vasily Lomachenko. Do you think that's going to happen? If you do think it's going to happen, what's what's your your choice on that one, Tony? Uh, I don't think it's going to happen. But if it does, um, I'm gonna lean the Haney. I I just it's just time for Lomachenko just to get busted up. 
Haney's not the guy mm-hmm. to go and bust him up per se, like knock him out cold or anything. But you know, twelve rounds from Haney, he's going to be busted up. So I mean, either way, but I, I I would go with Haney. I don't think Haney would lose that one. But yeah, I don't think it's going to be a knockout either way. It's going to go all twelve probably. I would say Haney probably okay. going to win by decision. Okay. Well, guys, that brings us to the end of our show. Um, I want to thank everybody for for being on, especially uh, everybody, all the preparation you guys do. Uh, it really it really is appreciative. Uh, uh, and uh, you know, I know that we're getting to the uh, next week will be our last show for the year. Uh, and hope everybody can be there. Uh, and if, if for some reason you can't be, please have a very healthy, happy, safe holiday season. Um, Bob, again, we want to extend our uh, our uh, deepest uh, respect to you, you and your family for your the passing of your grandmother uh, and everyone else. Uh, let's see who's going to lead us out. Uh, Tony, you want to lead us out? Yes, great show. I, I first of all, I'd like to uh, say my prayers are with uh, Ty Zito and your family member, and as well as uh, Bob. I'm hoping everybody can get well. Nobody needs to be sick at Christmas time. It's family time, and we need everybody well. Uh, along with the listeners too so we love all of you guys that listen to us and all of us love each other and loving each other on this show and if you take the t and you take the o in the n and put the t in the y you know what you got boys. you know what you got <laughs> don't forget it <laughs> It's almost like the same person, you know, God bless uh, uh, Zito and Ty and your mother, you know what I mean? Uh, and God bless uh, my fighting work family and fans. Uh, uh, sorry for not being prepared this week. Thank you all for your blessings. Uh, uh, everyone have a Merry Christmas. We'll see you next week. Eyes up, chins down. Talk to you later. Okay, Caden. Another amazing show with uh, a bunch of amazing co-hosts. And I uh, hope everyone else has an amazing night and an amazing rest of the week. And I'll see you all next time. Okay. And while we have Caden here, let's uh, let's make the announcement, Caden. Caden uh, and uh, his brother, uh, Trevor, will be starting a, an off-ball of the, uh, uh, on the uh, Fighting Words Network uh, starting in January. They're going to have a new program on Tuesday night. Awesome. So, uh, Nice. Yeah, cool. we want to make sure everybody knows. Awesome. Uh, yeah. So, uh, all right, Ty. Well, first of all, I was a little worried. I thought you were going to announce that Caden was pregnant, so I'm glad that didn't happen. That's no, what no, I was um, about to say. I was like, holy <laughs> crap. <laughs> Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> Only in Florida. <laughs> Take the T and the Y and the O and the <laughs> with that being said, it was a pleasure being on with you lovely gentlemen tonight. I thank you all for your prayers and well wishes. Bob is our co-pilot. Coach Mel's watching over us. Dr. Chris keeps us laughing. Remember, guys, tonight, UFC, Terrence Crawford also on. Enjoy your week, and everyone be safe and well. Great. Thank you. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, these, these programs are brought to you each and every night of the week in great appreciation of the men and women of the United States Armed Forces. And then when police and fire services, the doctors and nurses in the hospital, uh, especially the people that clean up after them because they are they put themselves in danger just as much. And the people that stock the, the cells during the pandemic. These programs are dedicated to those who have lost their lives in the line of duty. 
Deputy Robert Anthony Carroll, Patrolman David Curtis, Patrolman Jeffrey Colcat, Patrolman Jeffrey Yaswick, Sergeant Thomas Baby, Detective Randy Pelton, Detective Ricky Childers, San Diego Officer Mike Henman, Sergeant Tom Wilson, Charlotte County Sheriff's Department, the Patrolman Charlie Condi, Tarpon Springs Police Department, Deputy Chief Mike Godwin, Philadelphia Fire Department, Lieutenant Joyce Craig Lewis, Philadelphia Fire Department, Sergeant James O'Connor, Philadelphia Police Department, Sergeant Chris Levake, Hillsborough County Sheriff's Department, Patrolman Anapa Christman, Lakeland PD, Lieutenant Joe Zerba, Newcastle County Police, Deputy Josh uh, Myers, Nassau County Sheriff's Department, Captain Mac Letourneau, Philadelphia Fire Department, Captain Chris Leach, Wilmington Fire Department, Lieutenant Jerry Ficus, Wilmington Fire Department, Lieutenant Artis Hope, Wilmington Fire Department, Trooper Joe Bullock, Florida Highway Patrol, Trooper Chelsea Richards, Florida Highway Patrol, Chief Al Ogle, Longwood Key Police Department, Chief Jimmy Ford, Wilmington Fire Department, Deputy Mike Hargrave, Carnellis County Sheriff's Department, uh, Deputy Blaine Lane, Old County Sheriff's Department, and Deputy Chris Meyer, Charlotte County Sheriff's Department. My brothers and sisters, although you may be 10-7 at this point in time, and sometimes we'll be 10-10 at the table of the Lord. Until that time, may the rose rise out to meet you. May the winds be always at your back. May the rays fall softly on your, on your fields, and the sun shine lightly on your face. Until we meet again, may the good Lord keep you and your families always in the palm of his hand. Good night. God bless, and have a great week.
County dispatch to 1999. County dispatch to 1999. County dispatch to 1999. All units be advised 1999 to respond to his last emergency. May God rest his soul. Good night, Bob. We love you and we miss you.